down and we're in. Oh, that's that's right. <laughs> that's that's all, right, all we do. We have arrived. Finally. <laughs> On the line two, Joe Leo. Hey guys, here I am. Oh, I'm look at him. I, I took your I took your thing. Uh, <laughs> intro myself. I'm, I'm so excited. He's not only the last guy to join us, but he went upon himself to intro the show. <laughs> no, I didn't intro the show. I introed myself. Well, like I had this, I had this whole thing. Like I was gonna go. Oh man, you know, we've got uh, over here on line one. Actually, initially I wasn't gonna do the line joke. I was gonna be like, oh, we're all equals now. But <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> something happened. But uh, mess that up. <laughs> I was gonna go. He will take you Zach in time, but he'd rather take you Zach to the future on line one. Zach Hilton. Oh, uh, nice. where we're going, we're going to need lots of roads. <laughs> <laughs> And also, on line two, definitively, <clears throat> I love you dearly, but he's proof that hard work works, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Leone. Yeah, and as, as long as you show up at some time, then you'll make it on time. <laughs> That's why they always called him, I'm signed in, Joey Leone. <laughs> now, I recover, th- recover your password, Joe Leone. <laughs> Now, look, I don't want to put all the heat on Joe because part of it is my fault, like a dummy accidentally uh, doing a, a re-thing on, a, on a, like less than an hour before, an update before we were That is record. true. Yeah, you definitely messed that up big time. So, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the heat, though. I'll take the heat for you, baby. It's cool. I showed up late, uh, and I'm online, too. No big deal. Let's get this show rocking and rolling, huh? Yeah, let's go. Who's cause... your third grade teacher? For your password, Joey Leone. Uh, Mrs. Hill. <laughs> oh, good, good. So last month we did the uh, the build to the 1996 Royal Rumble. We had a blast going over it. <clears throat> yeah, this yeah, month, we did. This month, very interesting. I, I say that because halfway it's my choice. But we're going. We're, we're on the road to NXT arrival, which was the first. Technically, it wasn't even a takeover. It was just the the introduction to the WWE Network. So yeah. when we get ready to start watch this, Zach, what what are you thinking? We're about to see watching these NXT episodes. Well, it's funny because like I was looking for takeover just because I'm so used to the word takeover yeah. now. Like that's what I just think they're called and when i was searching on the network i like couldn't find anything of that date and then finally realized oh arrival my bad yeah that's so off thing. to a hot start not able to find it <laughs> oops <laughs> uh but content wise what, what are you hoping to see on the road to the first arrival Weirdly, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of faces that we're seeing on the main roster today and kind of watching their evolution of becoming a worker themselves. And we will get into a certain somebody that I can't wait to talk about (laughs) um, to talk about the progression of work that it's done. Yeah. And Joe, so when when you see it's NXT arrival, what are you what are you thinking we're about to see? Well, uh, I'll get into his WWE what? network because it kicked him out. <laughs> yeah, I had to uh, change my password there, so I'm still working on trying to figure that out. But um, yeah, well, so uh, I'll uh, echo Zach's uh, sentiments. Um, I couldn't find it either. I just literally started from 2014 and watched 
Uh, I think I probably watched like three extra episodes before Arrival because uh, I couldn't find where Arrival was. But um, kind of the same thing, like once that first episode, right, that we're going to get into is just seeing all the everybody on that show has uh, been called up or has been on the main roster now uh, for a few years. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to kind of see their uh, beginning beginning stages, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at is just a yeah. Cause I, I remember we were, uh, we were on the radio at this time, weren't we? Uh, or did we just get, or did we just get fired? We may have just gotten fired. I can't, I think, I think this was, might've been just after the radio. All right. Well, either way, remember. either way, um, I only had watched whatever, I think it was before when it was at FCW, like a couple times on YouTube. Um, so this was pretty cool to see like the beginning stages of what NXT is. Absolutely. So with that, <clears throat> we're looking at January 29th of 2014. It's uh, NXT episode 206. And it's funny, I was watching NXT 2013. I was doing the same thing I was doing with uh, Nitro and trying to watch all of them. And so this is only a few months ahead of where I was at. Uh, but we're starting off hot, guys. The Ascension versus Mike and Ike. Oh, Mike and Ike. Uh, they, I wish that they would have went to the top. I tell you what, those, those guys, those guys are hell of a workers. <laughs> uh, did we lose Zach? Oh no. Oh, get, I'm taking over line one. Where'd he go? He gone. Yeah, he's gone. Maybe he got booted or something. He might, he, he might've got a call from work. Oh yeah. Also true. That's also true. So, we'll 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 talk about the ascension here for for a second. Um, it's so weird, and we'll, we'll we'll see them a couple more times here, a little bit down the road. Um, the the dominance that they have. It's it's funny to me uh, the ascension because I'm sure we'll get into this too of like how low key, not the wrestler. Uh, but the music that is in the first beginning of NXT is just so, I, I, I don't know, because you see them on the main roster, we're talking about the Ascension of how their music just is like, you know, it's real um, hard rock, right? Kind of metal mm-hmm. And then in NXT, it's very like quiet and somber, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they're still like wrecking machines, which is uh, really cool. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they really were like huge uh, for NXT, I feel like. Uh, they could have stayed down there and been better off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ascension versus Mike and Ike, Zach. Um, I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but I've been gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we knew. I took over line one, by the way. Oh, no. You can't. You kicked me off, you son of a bitch. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> I literally got kicked off. Had to reset my password. I changed your password. (laughs) And then got back in and entered my own goddamn call. Hi, what do you want to (laughs) know? The Ascension versus Mike and Ike. Um, I'm guessing, uh, because I didn't get to hear everything, um, I'm going to feel the same way as Joe over there, where it was kind of awesome seeing... The Ascension, a tag team, which I never get to see 
on Raw or SmackDown. I only, like, the last time I remember seeing them on current TV, it was during, like, the Tyler Breeze Fandango skits and stuff like that. So they haven't been taken seriously at all. So it was awesome watching them be the tag team of NXT, basically, and they beat the crap out of them. And Mike and Ike, I mean, there's really not much more to say this. They had, the Ascension had such a tremendous presence on NXT, like, like Joe was saying, yeah, uh, like the, the whole like slow entrance and just kind of, they were present, they were there. And, um, it, it, like you said, it's, it was nice to see them be what they can be. Yeah. <clears throat> like almost in that fashion of last month when we were talking about gold dust, mm-hmm. like seeing how he was a threat. It's nice to see that, you know, in beginning work of T TN- or NXT that, these guys were taken seriously. They were a heavy hitting tag team. And I loved, is it, uh, it's not Connor. Who's the other one? Victor. Victor Victor. with his black ass eyes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those were red. Yeah. They definitely had the look. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, uh, Zach, I also had mentioned that I felt like the Ascension would have benefited a lot more by just staying in NXT forever because they actually were taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it makes me feel that maybe there are teams or superstars for NXT that shouldn't leave and stay in NXT because, like like those guys, they could have made a career there. I mean, obviously, they're not going to make millions of dollars, and they probably get to do some live events and stuff in WWE, but it does go to show you maybe it's better if some people never left. Well, they come back up later uh, on this road. We'll we'll talk some more about them when we come across them. But uh, yep. up up next we had Sylvester Lafour. Remember him? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's trying to yep. find a new client, and uh, Cal Bishop comes in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all I gotta say about that. I mean, like, obviously, I'm I enjoy backstage segments, especially. If, you know, we're creating new characters and trying to get other people over. But what I found weird, and maybe I'm wrong, and we'll get into it on later pre-tapes, but I swear this is the only time that I ever see this segment on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'd... So it's like one of the, it's Santa Claus all over again. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like he does the, this one segment, and then uh, that one this is, I think, a couple episodes later, like the backstage when we get into this, mm-hmm. and then the one match, and that's all we've seen with him with in basically a month of TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that moves us into Corey Graves versus Camacho. So Corey, I guess I no, okay, you go, Jay. Go for no, it. No, I was just gonna I was just gonna say that this was the first time that I ever saw Corey Graves wrestle. I remember uh, the conversations of again when we were uh, talking before the shows back in the day there uh, about how awesome Corey Graves was or whatever. So um, I was excited to see him work. Uh, and I got to say, I didn't get it at first, but towards the end of the match there, I understood the whole stay down thing and uh, his whole uh, shtick. And uh, I really dug it. Yeah. Um, personally, like for Corey Graves, the wrestler, I think it's best that he, became an announcer because I think he's phenomenal at calling matches and, you know, playing either the good guy, bad guy. Um, but his, his in ring work never really, uh, 
translated for me and i'm i'm okay with the fact that he only has like a couple of matches you know i i don't i don't echo that necessarily but like i'm almost in the same boat like i remember being very high on Corey graves you know when when we're watching around this time and in leading up to this and coming back to it i enjoyed it i definitely dug i dug his work but like I feel like he probably wasn't going to evolve much, you know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, go ahead. No, I was, I was, I was just gonna say that even I, as I, I dug it against Camacho, what he was doing. I think that he would have been one of the guys, like I just said about Ascension, that could have just, if he didn't get a concussion and had to retire early, would have been a guy that could have just stayed in NXT because you have that smaller nxt following to kind of uh, uh keep you keep you at the top you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh because that that crowd is just such a more intimate crowd um yeah i i mean i i personally like i just feel that Corey graves work wasn't as like I, I get it. It's almost revivalish, except the revival in my eyes puts on better matches but if you brought him up to WWE, which they did to everybody at this time, like no one stayed down because they didn't realize not everybody works. I think pretty much Tyler Breeze and Ascension proved that. But if Corey Graves yeah. had time to go up, all that would happen is that the audience would turn on him and call him like fake CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. that works for him for about a month. But after that, you get right back. Yeah. Yep. And I don't sure. I- I don't want to. Uh, you make a good point. Yeah, I don't want to like uh, overstep Camacho here either. Like, uh, I like that dude, and he's gone on to to be pretty successful in New Japan. Yeah, I was going to say that. I remember, you know, when him and um, the other guy, Sinko, Unico. yeah, Unico, Unico, like when they were teaming, I thought they were a fun team, and I think that's what Camacho was missing. Is that at this time? Is that? He did really well as a tag team specialist and, you know, good on him for lasting a few minutes in this, but, and we didn't really get to see him shine, shine, but I would have been down with seeing more of him. Yeah. Uh, that takes us to an Antonio. And yes, we are using the name cause he was still Antonio yep. then Antonio Cesaro mm-hmm. backstage interview. Yeah. And I think this is the one where he's, he says no to Sammy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the yep. first one where yeah. he says no. He says, and Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that this is, uh, as we go on here, it was really cool to see how they had, um, you know, main roster guys coming down still to NXT to mix it up with with the NXT people. Um, I really thought that was a a cool idea to give uh, guys up at the top and guys and girls at the top some extra TV time that maybe they weren't getting on the regular shows. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about that some more, but um, I just, I, again, I've never seen this uh, time frame, so seeing uh, Antonio Cesaro down there in the segment, um, I kind of popped for it. I was like, oh, snap, I didn't even know that uh, they did this. Really quickly, yeah. Joe, how did you not see this when we would talk about this show on the radio? Be- because I hadn't uh, I hadn't watched it yet, man. <laughs> no, that that's not you had literal conversations. We could go back to uh, your wrestling show and listen to us talk about this. NXT. Was, this was before the network though. 
Literally, this is one month before we host at Dave and Buster's WrestleMania. I know, but I'm saying, like, I feel like I watched it. I watched it after the fact. Like, once the network came, then I watched it all. Is what I remember. Oh yeah, remember. you came. Okay, <laughs> that's hey, what I remember. Hey, though. Whatever, whatever. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe it's the concussion brain. I think it's the concussion, brother, because I'm pretty sure we would all be watching NXT in that radio station mm-hmm. while because okay. and we'll we'll get into it on the final episode because that's what I remembered most. But anyways, um, well, so I'll say this. I'll say this. It was new to me. <laughs> in this there version, it is, baby. In this version of me, it's it was new to me. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe instead. There you go. You're looking yeah. as a fan and not a worker. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Cesaro coming down and doing this work with Sami Zayn was awesome just because previously they just had a match that was show stealing. And I love the fact that WWE guys would come down to do this. Like Natalia, we'll talk about her in a little bit. I mean, even triple H shows up on the show, which I think was a good idea to get viewers. And to be quite honest, I think that's what's kind of missing in the current NXT because if we don't have guys going down to like help out, um, it it makes the product in a way, and maybe I'm wrong. They don't have something for to get to, it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where NXT should be like its own rock star indie rock band kind of thing, but at the same time, you have to have that fight for these WWE guys to get up to their level. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm jibber-jabbing, but I do love this backstage segment. This, First of all, I think this is because we all kind of liked Cesaro at this point. You know, this right. is just after his United States title run. Um, but, like, he hadn't, he hadn't, like, cemented himself. And if you ask me, this is honestly what cemented himself. And it's it's funny because he had to come down and quote unquote down to work with Zane to make this happen. But you're right. Like I, I mean, Breeze came back and worked Ricochet, but that was like a one off. And it's like right, it, it could be so helpful. I think. Well, that's what they do for all of them now. It's like if we do get a WWE superstar, it's like you say, it's a one-off. It's Tyler Burry's coming to work Ricochet. It's Finn Balor to go work his guy in uh, UK. UK, yeah. But, like, what I miss, and actually, if you kind of think about it, it's like, because I didn't didn't really realize it until watching it, I wonder if it's Cesaro actually being in NXT to train him on promos. Probably because like it wasn't a strong promo no, and it made me like, I wonder if this is WWE saying, okay, take him down, let the coaches work with him because we do want him to be a big star, but until he's comfortable on the mic, like we're not going to be able to do it. And this is the time frame. It's like, Hey, go down there, work on this. Cause when you come back, we're going to have you win the Andre the giant, uh, battle Royal. And that at that time was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I, I do feel like this was one of those things where it's like give and take. You're going to show, you know, Sammy Zayn off. We're going to make him look great because we got big plans for him. But at the same time, you're going to train as well. You had something. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll just double that. That's I think because uh, his United States title run, I uh, you know wasn't uh, wasn't the best, right? Because he couldn't uh, connect with the audience or something, 
Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, well, cool. I mean, like, he and then, well, he was good in no. the ring. It's just he never, right. like you said, translated. Yeah. All right. That takes us to another Sylvester LaFour segment backstage with Sawyer Fulton. Yeah, move on. <laughs> the only thing I want to mention here is, like, so this is 2014, and Sawyer Fulton's there. He just left the company last year. Did he really? Yeah, because he was with oh, Sanity. Wow. wow. He was the... like that's like how Oh, oh yeah, he was he was that, that big dude. Yeah. Yep. He was one of the wow. he, he was the fifth, technically the fifth guy in Sanity. So right. he, and uh I think he got hurt and then when he came back it just he never he never actually came back. He was actually in last year's WWE game as wow. a sanity guy. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> you know he bought that one. Yeah. I also remember him teaming with um uh Dawkins, who's obviously hitting it off with uh the Street Profits right now. Right. Uh, so now we have uh Bailey with Natalia versus Sasha with BFFs. Now this is some of the most fun stuff because like you can see like the first thing I thought was this is almost uh these characters going from Mr. Integrity to Zach Hilton. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I, this is what I was looking forward to talking about was like Sasha Banks, when you look at her now, like, she's really good in the ring. I think her ego is a little bigger than what her, she actually can perform, but that's neither here or there. Like, she's really great in the ring, and we've seen great matches with Bailey. Mm hmm. She was atrocious in this match. <laughs> and it's because she's not who she, she was yet. She right. didn't learn everything. And that's what this whole show is about. Like, the women's revolution hasn't begun. I mean, like, Arrival, we, uh, like, uh, Emma's going to have a good match with Paige. But those are the two good women wrestlers. And that's where everything just starts like clicking for them and the way they want to learn. And I mean, Bailey was okay. Bailey wasn't great yet. Like she was like, I consider Bailey almost ring general esque. Like she can work with anybody, but Mm -hmm. at this time, neither of these ladies were at the level that it, like I watch them now and that's the confusing part. Like going into the match, I was like, Oh cool. We're going to have a Sasha Bailey match. And like, part of me was like, no, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Like I, I feel like, uh, so summer Ray in that, right. is like yeah. the last of the divas, right. Of yeah. that whole era of divas that kind of, you know, she, she did the, the divas, uh, when she was in there, divas match slaps, choke in the corner kind of the hair pulling stuff like um she was if she was there still now like she'd be she wouldn't even be on tv anymore Mm. obviously she's not with the company anymore either but you know what i'm saying like it shows that her kind of evolution too like she couldn't hang with with the rest of those girls that eventually went on to to get great you know be really good in the ring you know what's funny yeah like uh to that point and this will come up again later uh, I think it's in the last episode. It's it's insane to look at this at, and any time before this in NXT, just how important Summer Rae was to that division, though. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's funny because you mentioned she's kind of like the last diva, but she was also kind of like the in between. So like mm-hmm. she wasn't she was never great in the ring, but she was serviceable. 
Um, and so like she was putting putting on these decent matches with Paige, and and you know, and here like she's very instrumental. In, like without her, this match means basically nothing on NXT. Right. It's yep. insane. Yeah. If I if I was to kind of compare the way I look at it, and like you're saying, because you know, I mean, we have many great wrestlers that we, you know, Chris Jericho's, the Seth Rollins, all these guys who can really work. But then there's always like The Rock, and The Rock's not the cleanest in the ring, but he was entertaining, and mm-hmm. that's where Summer Ray is. Summer Ray is the Rock to the nation for these girls. Mm-hmm. So she's not the best in the ring, but. She was the most charismatic. She was the one that you hated. She was the one that you wanted to look at. And WWE made it that way, you know, because they wanted her to shine. Hell, she went on and did Maxim's stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, she, like you said, serviceable is what I would call her match. Yep. And so, you know, again, it's just, it's funny to see how far both Bailey and Sasha have come. I think that's the big takeaway here. Plus, it's really crazy because before this, Joey texted me and said, I hate women and women oh. wrestling. Whoa. So whoa, it's really whoa, whoa, weird. Whoa. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Joe, love, how I dare you? Women. I love the women. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Joe, I'm sorry if I misunderstood and put your stuff on blast. <laughs> no, you didn't put anything on blast because you a liar. I, I'm, 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 just, I'm oh. just going off the text, baby. All right, let's move on. Yeah, Prove let's. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that brings us to uh, Colin Cassidy, and yes, that's what we're calling him because that's what comes up yeah. versus Tyler I'll Breeze. Think. And my man is ripped too. Yeah, dude. Oh, ripped. Yeah. 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 Calf at the time. Is that who you're talking about? Or are you talking about Cass. what's his nut? Yeah. Big Cass. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Cass was big. Uh, this match was actually enjoyable. Um, it made me miss the Aiden English come out, sing and use like song beats from, you know, popular music. And it, I was actually shocked that he won. Like, I didn't see that coming. Um, and I guess we'll talk about the backstage promo after. But yeah, I was I was blown away of how much I had fun with this. Yeah, well, in Tyler Breeze not wanting to get in the ring was fun. And, like, getting mad because, and, you know, again, like you said, it was fun. Uh, Cass gets out of the ring, and he grabs somebody's phone and does all the the weird faces with selfies. and. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Aiden English. I'm thinking of a future episode. That's on me. Well, no, because English. Spoilers. Yeah, because English. Sorry, do, sorry, sorry. English does cut in here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's the important part because that gets us to um, Enzo, or he's backstage because Enzo has, uh crippled himself at this point and is in a wheelchair and Aiden English is back that uh back there with him and goes into the room and then closes the door and then Cass leaves the ring. Yeah, my bad guys. My That's right. Know, Tyler Breeze was very like it was it was almost like a breath of fresh air to see Tyler in his most like, okay, now the company has to look at me mm-hmm. and his character was so over. And this is just like how Joe said earlier, his character is obviously better for the NXT, mm-hmm. not to say that he doesn't work in the main roster because they had to tweak it with the fashion files and the fashion police and it works. But I love supermodel 
Tyler Breeze. And, and I enjoyed this entire segment. And I enjoyed Enzo. I missed I missed him, and I know he's a dickhead, and I don't really want him back, but I did enjoy his time. He- yeah. Yeah, tough. Supermodel uh, Tyler Breeze NXT is a top guy for, for, for sure. Uh, you can see 100%. by the reactions that he gets. Um, and again, yeah, he, he would have been – that character staying down there would have probably been better for him. But again, I love the Fashion Files too on the main roster, uh, the Fashion Police – uh, unfortunately, they you know stopped doing that whole thing. Uh, well, right now, Fandango. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. Yeah, Dango's hurt. So yeah. Oh, okay. And actually, they uh, just released Fashion Files on the uh, the network. So yeah, 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 yeah. They released oh, like uh, Unsolved Mystery or some SVU thing. It's pretty funny. You should watch nice. it. Yeah. Nice. So then uh, Cass leaves and he goes backstage and finds Enzo and. In what is a pretty funny backstage segment, like you said, it does make me kind of miss Enzo. Yeah, which is hard to say. <laughs> yeah, really well, hard. I mean, like he's—it's just because he does so many outside dickheadish things that, like, it takes away from these kind of moments where you can really see that he, his improv skills are pretty on point, and that's what got him over, and that's what a lot of like. WWE guys are missing right now is that you don't get to see a lot of it, and I'm glad they let Enzo do his thing. Anything on the uh, the backstage with Enzo, Joe? Uh, I I got nothing that hasn't been said. Okay, cool. So let's move it on to here's a guy I miss: CJ Parker versus The Miz. Oh man, yeah, CJ CJ Parker was pretty over at that time too. He uh he could he could have been something down there if they kept him if he would have stayed. He he left right. Yeah, he le- leaves at the end of 2014. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed this, too, and I liked seeing seeing The Miz come down. Yeah, it was really cool to see The Miz. Again, once again, it's WWE superstars trying to get this show over for more viewers. Um, I'm not going to piggyback on you guys, CJ Parker Love. I kind of think he's overrated. And to be quite honest, watching this currently while Daniel Bryan's doing a better job with that kind of gimmick, um. Yeah. No. C.J. Parker doesn't do it for me. No. That's the one thing I did say because, like, he at this point he's he's pulling towards what Daniel Bryan's doing. So, like, within a couple weeks, he kind of comes to that. You know, how dare you guys? You're right. One hundred percent. Daniel Bryan is doing it like I'm infinitely better. Um, yeah. Yeah. But well, I just feel like I feel like Daniel Bryan believes. Okay. Here you go. This is. I mean. I'm going to go all over the place with this. Daniel Bryan is believable in what he says and how he feels and what he's doing. CJ Parker comes off as a guy who doesn't really want to do this gimmick, but he's doing it because that's what he's told. Hmm. And another guy who's like that at the very beginning, but really captures what he's trying to do is Velveteen Dream. Mm -hmm. Velveteen Dream, when you watch him that first week as he came out to it, he doesn't look like he's naturally comfortable doing it, but then really evolves into it and does a hell of a job playing that character. And I feel like that's what C.J. Parker's problem was, is that I never felt like he believed in the words that he was saying, even though they could have been given to him. And I don't know, maybe he does believe in what he was saying, but it never comes across to me in the ring and in his promos. That's how he felt as his character. 
to to piggyback that to take it a little bit further he's better off as juice anyway like juice is a much more enjoyable character and right. wrestler so the uh the palm strike is pretty sweet though you gotta admit that agreed i like it it is i gotta say shit joe <laughs> I also, it is weird seeing the Miz work as a as a good guy. It's like it's it's easy to forget that that happened. Yeah, I forgot that he was a good guy for a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this takes us to Sami Zayn backstage in uh, replying back to Antonio Cesaro. Man, this is a packed episode. Yeah, I was about to say, when does this end, Justin? <laughs> we still have like it's just a, three more things. Yeah, it's to just get an hour. Yeah. Right. They packed a it's lot. It's funny how much, yeah, I was going to say, it's funny how much they were able to pack into this show, but everything feels organic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like, oh, look at this guy, look at this guy, look at this guy. Like, what you're, what we're about to talk about, Sami Zayn, is something that happened earlier in that night. The segments with the guy looking for a new person multiple times during the night. Yep. Um. It is, so this is basically just Sami Zayn saying... Ah, so he doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to accept my challenge. Okay, fine, but you got to tell me face to face. So come on, you, you do that face to face, and then then I'll accept it. I think that's what it was. Right. Yeah, well, basically. And um, Sammy's just like, uh, well, Sammy and Neville really, and I'm sure we'll get to that. Like the uh, groomed grooming to be the the top guys of of NXT at this time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to to see that too. The uh, their their growth. Absolutely. Yep. Speaking of growth, Sylvester LaFour uh, <laughs> in the final backstage segment uh, has Mason Ryan come in. And yes. Oh. <laughs> remember yeah. Mason yes, Ryan? Yes, Batista entered the room. <laughs> and UK was, Batista. Oh, man. It was so weird seeing him. Thank God he didn't have that ugly-ass big mullet yet. But, like, uh, I'm not into this guy. No, nah, me neither. I never was. I, I never was either, honestly. There was that brief second when um, he joined Nexus with Punk at the helm. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll believe yeah. this hey, guy." Get, get the heater. Yeah, and then yeah, uh, no, like he had he had nothing in NXT, and like I get where you're saying, like it was cool to have him with CM Punk, and I think if he would have stayed up there, I maybe could see what they could do with him. But coming back down to NXT, he was he was just a waste. He was just going mm-hmm. to be this big guy who beat up people, but like no one gave a crap. Nope. Except for Leslie. Yeah, obviously Leslie. She she loves some Mason Ryan. Oof, I'm sorry. <laughs> so and then next we have Adrian Neville and Bo Dallas for their contract signing. And technically speaking, this is the only thing that leads towards arrival. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like in this first week to get to the the arrival pay-per-view takeover whatever you want to call, this is the only segment and I forget uh, how much I did enjoy Bo Dallas's character oh, and yeah. you really portrayed it well. And Neville, Neville is such a good like come up um I enjoy him as a heel more, but that's neither here or there, but I I enjoyed their back and forth, but it was kind of funny to me watching this and thinking to myself, this is the most not main event NXT title yeah. match I have ever seen. <laughs> it is it strange. Did, it yeah. did it it did seem kind of low key, even though not the wrestler low key, by the way. Uh, that's a second callback there. Hmm. Um, 
Anyway, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but uh, I'll say it, it was very uh, like, eh, okay, this is for the NXT title. It'll probably be a good match. Cool. Yes. Well, I remember at the time wanting Neville to win, and obviously that's where we're going to head to. But I, I, there was something about about Bo Dallas that I don't even feel like he was like Big E felt like a world champion, and still kind of does. I think he's still able to portray that. But I mean, like Seth Rollins is being NXT champion, and that's not even to mention. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. Nakamura, Finn Balor, like all these guys are main event guys. Don't know when I'm talking. Thanks. Um, but like Bo Dallas is the B team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like he legitimately is the most not world champion. And I swear to God, he has the title for like 200 plus days. <laughs> he yeah, he's, have it. he yeah. was like the record holder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, this was a little weird, but I I liked it. Um, again, like you kind of mentioned, yeah. I I love this Bo Dallas character. Uh, but he comes out and he's like, "No, I I'm. You thought I didn't come out because I was afraid? No, no, no. I'm going to show you that I'm not afraid." And uh, he has a match against Danny Birch. Yes, how crazy is it to see Danny Birch on year one, and he's been in the, the NXT for like I swear to God, quote me, twenty two years. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, he's well, the, twenty. 23 actually but. <laughs> he is the undertaker of nxt <laughs> so i mean dallas wins and uh he kind of go gives the look towards neville who's who's at ringside with renee and so i mean and that's our first oh, episode renee renee right oh my god uh, i love getting her on nxt don't you tell yeah. me to be easy i could say whatever i want about renee <laughs> i follow her on instagram okay so do i okay She's great. <laughs> so how at this point, you know, we, we do this at the end of uh, every pre-tape. At this mm-hmm. point, how pumped are you for Arrival? Uh, not really, just because, like I said, it's it's fun watching these guys. And, like, it's the most not main event. Uh, but like you said, this promoted oh, zero except for that title match. And the title match isn't even going to be the best thing on that card. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. Yes, same. It just was. It was cool to see uh, guys that are guys and girls that are up up on the main roster now or had their run at uh, the beginning. Uh, but yeah, psyched for arrival level zero. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Unfortunately. All right, so uh, we're going to get out of here. We're gonna we got more to do. This is and our classic sign off. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Later. I read it in the papers I saw it on TV I guess it'll be one empty seat When I wrestle at Wimbledon I used to tear my shirt But now you tore my heart I knew you were a hulkamaniac Right from the very start Play